Hello everybody again, it's Mark Davis here again, I can't believe I'm on uh, episode 8 at the minute, uh, I've been talking crap for over nearly 12 hours now, uh, now I get how people put up with me for a 12 hour night shift, uh, um, I talk crap all, <laughs> all the shift, um, Someone's told me I need to put it in more harder, but um, anyone that knows me know that's not what I do. I just talk about what comes in my head. Uh, and also, uh, my accent, uh, well, I'm sorry, that's who I am and that's how I talk, so if, oh, that's how it's going to be, I'm afraid. So, uh, yep, yeah. uh, last time we were talking about certain, just talking crap really, uh, just going through all the things that uh, I've seen and done. Um, I, I will try and get things in order, um, but it means it's like I'm, I'm just rattling through stuff. Um, so we'll try again. I think I spoke a lot about Housebot 3 when I first started and uh, the characters I work with. Um, and probably that's probably the last time I worked nights when I worked at House Spot 3 because uh, I hate working nights uh, but it weren't too bad at first because you tend to um, back it well I don't even know if it's the same anymore because like I said I've not done nights for years and years um, but on House Spot 3 we, you only did like three a year on House Spot 3 um, and at the time we always did this, my nights with the same people, the same staff, uh, so it, it, and it was at, in them days when we had loads of staff, um, it was always house spot free staff did house spot free, so you were, you were working with people you weren't with during the day anyway, uh, it was just, it was at night, so in my opinion, um, because I like being busy at work, uh, nights used to bore their tits off me. I couldn't stand nights because uh, it was just boring. Prisoners were all banged up. They were still being a pain in the ass, some of them. Um, but, you know, a couple of hours, they were off, most of them were asleep and it was just boring. Um, luckily, like I said, he was on shift with the same with people you work with. So, um, I was on shift a lot with uh, Big Sam Ward, um, which turns. I got on at the time. We all thought Sam was one of the best officers we all worked with. But someone we could rely on. Uh, anything, any trouble, anything like that, and you were with Sam, you were sorted, you, not, no, uh, no drama, straight in, sorted out, done. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I did a lot of nights with Sam. Uh, we got up to all kinds of shit, to be honest. Um, not dodgy shit, however it happened. <laughs> anyway, we won't go into future. We, we, we had a good laugh, we got up to all kinds of crap. Um, 
just like just to keep getting keep going through the night they would always look to fucking some kind of dodgy stuff on each other i mean uh like banter and fucking winding pick winding each other up and stuff like that now <coughs> we used to have like I, i've mentioned before we used to have a lot of the nurses god bless them a lot of the nurses uh used to come on on the wing on my wing because we had detox prisoners on there so a lot of the um so ismt we called them uh they, they were the nurses that worked with not just the nurses there was uh other staff as well who just who worked a lot with the drug addicts so was coming on every day doing the blood pressures and doing checks on them and making sure they were all right and even at night the nurse used to come on every hour or so checking on especially the uh, new new prisoners that had come in who were on detox because like I said at the time they didn't used to get any meds the first night and they used to have to wait to see the doctor um, and if it was a Friday it was um, tough titty they had to wait till Monday uh, but one of the nurses I uh, used to call him Creeping Jesus because you you you'd be on the wing yourself doing your checks like your act checks and you just you walk around and you turn around and this fucker would be stood right behind you he shit myself the number of times i shit myself because of sleeping jesus uh creeping jesus you'll never know you could never hear him he'd have been a good prison officer because no one fucking heard him coming up you turn around and he'd be there be like oh, fuck's sake torches going in the air and everything and then You'd hear some of the cons shouting out, oh, he's keeping Jesus on again, Matt. Because I'd be like, fucking hell. He went, oh, mate. But he was a good lad. He, weren't, he didn't do it on purpose. He was just uh, very quiet. But, yeah, oh, God, sometimes I shit myself. Um, there were times I, I, when I was in comms, um, you used to get the night security stuff so they they were the ones that weren't on the wing they just used to go around checking security around the prison uh and if there was any issues that they were the ones that had to go in the cell would have to go on um so used to get where i was in comms in the light right because you used to have to tell comms where they were just in case i needed them so just going matt we're going to sneak we had this lad on there um, jason walters he was called he, he was he was into all this scary shit, you know, in his own life, like, into all the other movies and shit. So, this one night, they said, uh, the night security and I were going to get him. So, they told me what they were doing, they were going to sneak, because if the staff opened the back doors of the wing, the alarm used to go off in comms. So, they were letting me know they were going to sneak in the back door, sneak upstairs and fucking shit him up. Um, so they've all left now so no one can get in trouble don't worry i'm not grassing up so the uh this is what they did so i had the camera on the wing uh where they were going to do it and uh they, they, they might just give him a bell and tell him that there's a, one of the cell calls are going off on such and such a wing so like yeah yeah okay and i went oh, oh fuck and and they were there they were in the offices and when he walked out they fucking jumped on him man oh god obviously i couldn't hear what was going on but i could see him oh he fucking shit himself and then he's chasing him down the wing like fucking <laughs> but things like that used to happen a lot um 
It was once I was in on nights and Sam was pissing about. He was always trying to get me to shave my head, you know, razor it, and I wouldn't do it. Uh, I used to shave it down, but I never used to shave it off. And he was always asking me, I'm like, fuck off, because he'd leave me with a big fucking Moeekin or something, and I wouldn't know about it. So I'm like, no, you're not doing it, mate. And uh, we all sat there one day, and we was having a fucking chuckle, and um, he starts fucking drawing on me head. I'm like, what the fuck it? I mean, don't believe it. This lad was about six foot five, six foot six. I'm like, what are you fucking doing? So I'm just drawing a dick on your head. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So I just fucking carried on with my work because he was always up to shit like that. And um, got on the rest of the shift and we got on with it. They're fucking boring as fuck as usual. Um, see, some people like that. Some people volunteer for it. I'm like, oh, you could have my meat. But you used to get a week off after. So sometimes it was worth putting up with it. Um, and if you planned it right, you put it for two weeks and you leave after, you get it three weeks off. But no, I couldn't be fucking doing with it. So, um, yeah, so we got on with it and we, we finished and we got... And actually, we was a little bit late going home this time because something happened with the day staff and they had to be used to lift someone off another wing. So we was a bit late going home. But in them days, he didn't, fucking matter. He didn't care really because... You know, it was just one of them things, you didn't really bother you. It, now, before I left, a lot of them used to complain because they were that short-staffed that you didn't have enough people on earlies to take staff off. So, <laughs> you were stuck there. I mean, it's not, it's not fair, is it? But um, Anyway, we got... Um, we finished and we're all like, all right, see you tonight, blah, blah, blah. We all went, no one said no, and I'm fucking driving home. So... Normally, I get home and have my breakfast, but because it was a bit late, I'm like, oh, bollocks to this. So I went and got a McDonald's breakfast, didn't I? So, so this is like quarter to seven in the morning, I'm at McDonald's and I go in. Um, I'm not going through the drive-thru because I can't be asked. So I parked up and uh, I walked in and I'm stood in queue. And... Uh, just stood in the queue getting me McDonald's and everything. I got me McDonald's and I'm walking past people looking at me like, fucking hell, what's up with them? Maybe it's because I was in uniform, I don't, I don't know, I can't, whatever. But I didn't give a shit, I was that hungry, I just wanted to get home. Um, fucking get home then, and then I'm like, shit, a fucking big dick's drawn on the back of my head and I've not washed it off, had I? It's no wonder they were looking at me, I'm stood there with a big fucking drawing of a big cock on my fucking head. Um, yeah, so there was that. And then uh, I was going back to the nurses and um, we all was there. We had these two regular people. One was a nurse called uh, Danny and another was an ISMT worker called... Oh, God, I'll remember the name in a minute. Oh, anyway. Um, oh, I'll come back to that because I can't remember. It's just gone out of my head. Uh, so, yeah, I'm there with his dick on my head. Fucking hell. I didn't go back to McDonald's for fucking weeks after that. Um, bastard. And then um, the other nights I did with my good mate, uh, Taz, Taz Rafiq. Um, he was another fucking madman. Uh, but he was like, yeah, he was proper good. He was a good, he's still a good mate of mine, Taz. Um, he's, he's left, well, he left on 
I'll tell you, I'll talk about that at another time. But yeah, uh, but me and Taz, like Sam worked on Lima Wing, but Taz worked on my wing with me. So we we uh, first we used to argue about who was looking after my wing of a night because because uh, we had it wrapped up, it was quite easy. But uh, yeah, but he fuck, oh my god, he used to make. He used to make this, um, what were the pancakes, not pancakes, omelettes, oh, with spices and all that, and all they were fucking beautiful. Um, but he used to, <laughs> he used to bring loads of, because he was a fitness fanatic, right, so he was never on time in the morning, because he used to do like a 10 mile run before work, and it, even if it made him late for work, he still did it. But because he was such a good officer, it wouldn't happen these days. Because he was such a good officer, we all put up with it, we all covered for him for the first, like, it was never, like, late, late, but we'd go on the wing and cover for him because he was such a good officer and a good mate. Uh, I mean, some managers did try and... Uh, try and uh, discipline and stuff like that, but it didn't go far because it was tough. Uh, it was like everyone's mate when he wanted to be. So yeah, but uh, he he would not use a microwave. He was he was fanatic about the microwave that they poison you. So he used to come in and all his food was like cold and stuff. He make loads of his make loads of his food, but it was always cold. And he's like, "We'll just get it, put it in a microwave." No, kill me! Oh, for fuck's sake! Uh, and we're all there putting our microwave meals in and like eating dead hot food and shit. But the good thing is with Taz, when you're on nights with him, every Friday they used to he used to bring a big takeout in for everyone. We had to pay. He didn't fucking pay for it, type bastard. But he uh, yeah, he used to bring it in and that's the only time I ever seen him eat hot food on nights is when he brought it in from the takeaway. Um But yeah, he, he was just what well, he was a brilliant bloke, Taz. He still is. I suppose, but don't see him as much now. We'll talk now and again, but um, he's a busy man. Uh, but yeah, he was a terrific officer. Um, a lot, a lot. Most of the prisoners respected him as well because he was all right, and also he didn't take no shit off nobody. Uh, and he, he supported his colleagues like he always had everyone's back. We had his back as well, but. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but there was one issue, into just well, there was more than one, but on one incident, this fuck, this uh, bloke, I can't remember what wing it was, a Papa wing, which wasn't an, um, it was just a normal wing in them days. Um, he'd been given his female, um, a fem uh, one of the female officers, he'd been giving them some shit, um, and Taz, like a lot of us, we won't be having that. But um, he he went into this cell, sparked this lad out with one punch, picked him up, put him to bed, covered him, put a blanket up, his quilt up right to his chin, and went out and locked the door and just said, we didn't know nothing about it for ages till it come out. I don't know how it come out, but it did. Uh, another time... Uh, I don't know, I did mention he was a fitness fanatic uh, and we had this so-called, well, I'll say disabled gentleman uh, refusing to bang up. So we were all in a predicament because obviously he's refusing to bang up 
but it's disabled, so you can't technically twist him up, or sorry, restrain him and put him back in his cell. Um, and we're out there, and it's creeping into dinner time. Well, Taz always went to the gym at dinner time, and you could see him pacing about because it weren't his, it weren't our wing as such. So it was, you leave it to the staff on the wing because uh, a lot of people didn't used to like other staff wing staff interfering because they some people used to think well you think I can't do it so you didn't interfere it wasn't like that at all but anyway um, and the next thing Taz was like oh fuck this oh, excuse me I'm saying like well what are you going to do and he just went because <laughs> he was a fucking strong fucker as well just picked this bloke up, literally picked him up, carried him to his cell, dropped him on his bed, come out, locked the door, said, sorted, walked out. So go to gym now. <laughs> All that, because he was missing his gym. Um, yeah, but I say again, in them days, like on Mike Wing, if we were late locking up or going for our dinner, then we just, we came back, Unlocked the prisoners for work, locked the rest up, and then had our dinner break, what we'd missed. And again, you could do that then because it was just accepted. Um, so, yeah, because most of the time in the early days, you didn't fucking get, you didn't, you didn't get paid for your meal break. Uh, you still don't. But, um, you know, it's like we're not missing our meal break. We, didn't, we're not, we were working during that meal break, we weren't getting paid for it, so. And they were, they were assholes about it in them days, so we were like, we're fucking taking it. And uh, But we made sure they got off the work and the regime went, and then we just didn't like anyone else. And the nurses didn't come on or anything, because we, we said, we'll just have a break, just come back in a bit. And because we were all right with them, they're like, yeah, yeah, fine, no problem. Or they'd come and sit with us and have a cup of tea. Because um, we had that kind of relationship with... Um, Oh, that name nearly come back to me now. With the nurses, because we would never ever let the nurses go on the wing on their own. They could do. I mean, it wasn't the law, but we just wouldn't. We just wouldn't let them do it. Um, and they appreciated that, so they'd come on and they'd sit and have a brew with us and have a chat with us and stuff when we had our break. And then we'd go, right, let's go, and then we'd go and do, do what we have to do. We wouldn't, no, no, but now they don't. Apparently, and I'm only saying what I've been told, I don't know. Apparently, the nurses go on now, apart from Mike Wing, they're still the same. Um, the officers are sat in the office, say, yeah, 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 and they just let them go. They let them go on their own, or, or they'll go with them and lock the door, then walk off. It's like, what the fuck? Um, so, touch wood, there's been no, um, no um, hostage taking or anyone taking hostage. Um, so, uh, it's, uh, but this is how it's changed in the prison service. It's, I, we used to walk around, a lot of us who've been there a lot of while, we were walking around thinking, some of these people don't realise it's a Category B prison, this. It's not, it's not like, there's a lot of, they're very dangerous people in a Cat B prison. And these people, they just, they weren't searching them off. I mean, I, I don't, I, I mentioned before the big fight in the, um, 
in the multi-faith on the Friday prayer. Bloke, right, two things. He'd managed to get hold of a stapler. How the fuck that happened, I don't know. Because the only place staplers are are in the staff office on the wing. So he'd managed to get hold of a stapler. Not only he managed to get hold of the stapler, he managed to get up the fucking wing with it, where you're supposed to search them off the wing. It's just like the number one thing you talk Two things you, you did. The main job was a prison officer, yeah? making sure the doors are locked, which I've said earlier, I had to learn that lesson by Joe and Ryan, mate, giving me a good exercise in that. Uh, make sure doors are locked and make sure prisoners are searched off the wing so they've got no weapons to take to industries, healthcare, wherever they're going. So this is what's happening now. They're not getting fucking searched. And I don't know if that's laziness or it's come down from above or what. I don't know. I know we couldn't search him during COVID. Um, but we had the ones on, you know, when they went out in the exercise yard, we had the ones on them. So we could wander. And... I mean, I was in reception then, no, healthcare at first. Um, and then I was on Housewap 2, and then we used, to, we used to wander them on our wing, but I'd go on other wings, and they're just letting them out. It's like, oh, Jesus. You know, it, from the day I started, I was, we were taught, you search prisoners out. First, you walk around the yard to check it's, there's no holes or there's no pro holes of, overs. And secondly, you search the prisoners off. Fucking like, that's like, Number one thing you got to do, uh, no drinks on the yard, no shirts off, you know what I mean? It's like, well, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it, but there was one time, it, I can't remember what year it was, fucking boiling hot it was, red hot, and uh, it's the only time you get a full exercise yard and all. Um, so, I was on my wing, and as I said earlier, we had a fence in between, we leave my wing out, on one side, and my lad, my lad, my wing lads out on the, this side. So, the lima wing lads are all fucking sat out there with their shirts off, sat in the sun. Um, it's like, so this, what are you fucking doing? Oh, it was, but, it's, oh my God. So, uh, my lads come out, my wing lads come out, uh, started taking the shirts off. So, like, nah, 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 nah. Well, we're doing that, so I don't give a flying fuck what they're doing. You're not taking your shirts off. So, it was a lot of moaning and grumbling and uh, fucking... And the bastards, you know what they did? Every single one of them took the shirt off and just sat down and I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. So, this is what I'm saying about common sense. Uh, now, I could have been one of these by-the-book motherfuckers and was like, oh, and it could have ended up in... I wouldn't have said a violent process, but it could have ended up with 64, uh, sorry, six, oh, sorry, it's because, I'm waiting for my new teeth, so you'd have to excuse me, you could have had 62 prisoners protesting on the wing, just because I was sticking to the rules about taking the shirts off. So, I have to use my common sense, and I'm like, but I made sure I weren't happy with him. Even though I did give in, on principle, I made sure I wasn't happy with them. So, uh, some of the, some of the lads, they were, they were the orderlies, right? So we we had we had the respect with each other. 
And uh, one of them, uh, he's coming up to me, he says, look, Mark, you had a good officer, you do this, he said, but you can't make us sit out here with our sweating our bollocks off with our shirts on when everywhere else they're letting them take the shirts off. I said, yeah, but they're wrong. He said, yeah, Mark, but you've got to look at it from our side. We, we, we're walking out with, old shirt, with our shirts on. And everyone else isn't. I mean, look, and we could see the other wings and they were all letting them out. So I, I just used my common sense and said, right, says, you're all a bunch of bastards. And, you know, I'm not happy with you, but yeah, go on. Uh, so, yeah, this is what I'm saying. Sometimes you've got to just give a little, take a little, because them, them lads were help, helped us on the wing all the time. And the other point, now, if the other wings hadn't have had the shirts off and they had, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would not have had it. No, no, not at all. Um, so yeah, and it was, uh, it could have got a lot, lot worse if I'd have stuck to my guns. Um, but yeah, every other day after that, when it was one, we say, "These go, can we take our shirts off, Matt?" Like, yeah, piss off, <laughs> because. It, I was in that situation where everyone else was letting them do it. So what am I going to do? I could stick to the book and end up... It could have ended up a lot worse. Could have ended up with a, a four-hour standoff and they weren't asking, it was red up. So, yeah, sometimes you just got to use your common sense, but um, I was a bit snotty with him for a couple of days, but uh, then we just got on with shit. Prison service is not a job where you can all grudges because you can end up fucking... I mean, this place, sometimes you get threatened and it's fucking off you if you ever come on our wing. So you, I used to make sure to wear that wing because, first, because I'm stupid. And secondly, I'm proving the point, you don't fucking scare me, mate. We're going to do something, do it, let's get it on. Same as my mate, Andy, Andy Dalzell. Um, good officer, but very, he's a very, like, everything's got to be done by the book. Not... No arguing with him. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but when he was in comms and our shredder broke, we just used rip it up by hand, throw it in a bin. Andy used to shred it by hand because that's what he needed to do with his confidential. Not just rip it into bits. And sometimes we'd all finish our shift and he'd be there for an hour shredding all it. But <laughs> he was a good officer, though. But he was an ex-copper and he... He went on the um, Juliet wing, which at the time was the, one of the nightmare wings, uh, and some people recognised him. Oh, mate, he got assaulted, he got shit thrown on him and everything. And you know what? Never took a day off work. It was always in the next day. And I said, mate, mate, why don't you have a couple of... No, because they're not fucking beating me. Uh, and he just he just wouldn't have any time off whatsoever. Uh, through that. But, my God... I I worked a wing with him once, and, and as I've said, I use my common sense sometimes. So this one time I was with Vander, and I used my common sense for something, and he fucking didn't, he wouldn't have it. So we ended up, like, in the office, away from the prison, like, prucky. I'd say nose to nose, but he was about six foot three, so I'm proper arguing about this. He was like, oh, fuck you, Vander. And he's there. Uh, I'd never seen him lose his temper before, but he fucking lost his head with me. And uh, 
a little bit of me was a bit scared. I thought he wants to throw me over at railings. I'm off. Uh, next day, he was like, we were both laughing about it. And I'm saying, Andy, it's just sometimes that I, I use my common sense. It's all right being by the book, but sometimes being by the book can get you hurt. Do you know what I'm saying? And that was it. Never mentioned it again. Um, but he was, yeah, that's what I mean about him. He, he, went, he went through all that shit, still turned up for work. Wouldn't have any time off of it, which he was entitled to, but he didn't. Uh, but yeah, that was one time where I had to use common sense where I could have actually caused a bit of an issue. Um, I don't think it would have got violent, but you never know, do you? Because if that situation had carried on and they'd have refused to come in and we'd have had to get our kitted up and it could have turned nasty, it could have not turned nasty, but someone might have got hurt. So you've got to use your common sense. And like I said, it was uh, every other fucker was letting them take the shirts off. So even the, the, the exercise yard it's where the governor can see it from the office, we're letting them have the shirts off. Uh, so yeah, just common sense. But then uh, this is the weirdest thing. Upstairs people, instead of saying... You're not taking your shirts off, making it a law so no one could do it. They fucking started sending suntan lotion and warning them to put suntan cream on. So it's like, what the fuck did I just do there? I could have caused a major incident. And the next day, they're sending them sun cream down. It's like, fucking let your staff know what's going on. If they don't let us know, like, oh, it's forecast very, very hot weather this week, so we're going to bend the rules and let them take the tops off. Oh no, they didn't bother telling us that, so we could have caused a riot on my wing or an incident, shall we say, not a riot, um, for something that they were going to do anyway. This is what I mean about, I've done an earlier episode about uh, communication, this is what I mean. Yeah, it's like, excuse me, it's like, um, well, I did, uh, I went on a wing. Covid was just like, it wasn't at its height, but we were still on restrictions. So I went, I was in reception and I went to work on a wing. Um, so I'm still thinking, it's still like 10 minutes in the shower and get out. Um, and get behind your door, you know, not walking around with your towels and shit. Uh, so I'm on this wing and he's doing the showers and this lad comes out. And his fucking dressing gown walking about. I said, Oh, yeah, what are you doing? He said, I'm over in the shower. I said, Well, get in the fucking shower and start walking down like you own the place. Uh, and he, he's fucking standing up to me. And I'm like, Yeah, mate, oh, fuck it. Rules are rules, get behind your fucking door. I said, You're not having a shower now, get behind your door. And I got him behind his door, locked the door. And uh, there was a lot of shouting and moaning. And I'm like, Oh, fucking shut up, man. And then one of the staff came up to him and said, Mark, that rule's not on anymore. Looking, I'm like, fuck it. But nobody had fucking told me. So, again, that could have caught, ended up in a scrap. Um, and I was wrong. But nobody told me. Uh, so what I did, this lad's like, giving me a bit of fucking gobbrook door. So I'm like, oh, fuck's sake. There's nothing I can do because I was wrong. Right? So I'm always this person who'll go up and apologise if I'm wrong. Don't matter who it is. The governor to a prisoner to... I don't know. So... I went to his door, and as he opened his door, he's like, he jumps up like that, he thought I was going in to have it with him. 
And I, I put my hand out and said, mate, I'm really sorry. I said, I work in reception. I've not worked a wing for a few months. I didn't realise it had changed. So I'm sorry, I'm wrong and I'm sorry. And I put my hand out and he looked at me and he, he shook my hand and said, thanks, Gov. I said, not many screws would do that. I said, mate, when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I said, but when I'm right, he says, I know, I, I thought... I knew that, so when you thought you was right then and you fucking bombed me behind me, door, no argument. I said, yeah, but I was wrong and I'm sorry. Um, so a bit of communication would have avoided all that and I wouldn't have had to apologise. <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. Going back to Mike Wing, we had, or oh, everyone in them days, we used to have a, a wing, a wing book, a log book, and... Religiously, everything was put now. Whatever happened on the wing that day was put in his book. So any like orders that had come through, like so, if I was on shift and and they said you can go out without your tops on, that'd have been wrote in the book because the next day I might not be on shift, and the staff on shift that day will have the same issue I had then when they're all taking shirts off because they didn't know. Uh, and so when you went on your wing. You check the book because you should be some fucking idiot mocked up on 53-4, like good order and discipline, and you go and unlock him because you didn't know. Because um, some people don't write it on the door. Um, and it could have been because he was scrapping. So we let him out and he scrapped. Trust me, that did happen on some wings. I'll go to that later on. So the book. And the managers used to come on every day, twice, three times a day, and check your book. So it was like a religion. Uh, and then sometimes, like, if, if I was on all weekend, but I was off on Monday, or vice versa, we, we used to actually text the staff who were on a Monday and say, listen, such and such a body's been a dick, or such and such thing happened, or whatever. Um, and that was how we had good communication. But if I went on shift on Lima Wing, I'd get the book, and read the book, and it was on the wall, and on the charts, it was 53 Ford and blah, blah, blah. So it, it was all about that, but later on in life, when I went out of the wig, didn't have a fucking clue. There was no book up-to-date book. We, all we knew was that the orderlies had been put on the board, you know, next to the numbers, and the, the cell numbers was orderlies. Uh, and then some bright, bright spark, which was a good idea at the time, decided we'd do stickers on those thing like orderly or you know or work or what but then you get the, the clever fuckers um especially where the wing was short staff the prisons knew but some days there'd be staff on who didn't know the wing and because we didn't have the book we didn't know what was going on and they'd, they'd fucking make their own posters stick them on the door or some of the lads would be like um oh he's an orderly as well he's just got a job so some people never work the wing and be like oh okay and I'll be like, nah, I'll just go and check then. And then you get halfway downstairs and they'll be laughing, saying, no, man, go. I'm like, yeah, you did, kids. So uh, it, it's all down to what I was saying, jailcraft. I mean, that's what I, when I first started. You, you straight on the new ones. Oh, let me out, go, blah, blah, blah. So I used to say, all right, mate, just let me go and check with the staff who've been on a long time. And nine times out of ten, you'd get two steps where they'd be like, oh, never mind, go. Because you knew the answer. You're not fucking coming out. Uh, we was quite strict about it in them days. Um, you couldn't just like, 
Couldn't come out in the middle of the day to make a phone call. You had your phone call time, mate. If you didn't do it then, tough shit. Um, that phone call, yeah. Oh, God, ATM it was. On Mike Wing, it was the ATM because you had, had everything in the cells at the time. Um, but yeah, it was like fucking mad. Oh, I need to get in touch with me. Um, I need to send a thing to me, me solicitor before it shuts. Before it shuts, they don't shut. Fucking, they don't shut till about five, six o'clock. So this is me. Yeah, sorry about that. I've still got a bit of monthly do me heading to be honest. Um, I. So yeah, this is all the things they try on you when when you first get there because these the prisoners you just know. You know, I mean, it, 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 we used to even know, you, you could tell the brand new officers come on because the shirts were dead white, never been washed or never been in any scuffles. Yeah, they were like perfectly white shirts and boots were brand new and all that. I mean, I learnt from the army where fucking, as soon as I got my boots, I started scrubbing them with, with polish just to soften them up a little bit. Um, and... I think I got away with it a lot because of my age. Just, just a lot of them just thought I'd been in prison service for fucking twenty odd years. Um, I never corrected them on that, and I never said they have. I never said they haven't. I just let them believe that. Um, and it, yeah, it's just one of them. It's a lot of them were talked to because he was older, really. Which that's how it was. Um, but yeah, it, it was. Uh, Good times, good times. It was uh, we had a good laugh, um, but then a lot, a lot of things. You, you get your prison officer humour as well. I mean, horrific things that happen, and you you end up pissing yourself laughing about it. It's just like I told you about the. I don't know if I have told you what uh, Jim will kill me for mentioning this, but hey, oh, when he, a certain person got slapped across the face by a cock, and uh, Lucy had. Fucking balls on the head. <laughs> getting teabagged by a prisoner we tried to twist up. Um, a load of stuff like that. It just, you just can't, you got to laugh about it after. Uh, obviously, some serious shit went down. Uh, I, even the prison officer, you, you couldn't, you couldn't make it. Uh, I remember one day, I think, I don't think I was on house spot three at the time. Uh, a mate of mine, he's a manager now, Pete Whitby. Uh, he just normal everyday thing on the wing, went to like we did in them days, went to the uh, cell with the nurse to see a prisoner. Um uh, I don't know what was said, but this prisoner just attacked Pete and slashed him right slashed his face. Um uh, obviously the alarm went then and we all come running on Pete walked out, fucking hell man. He's cooked his shit. Uh, he's fucking... A, I don't know what... He, I, Pete said he'd done it with his vape, but I don't know. He's cut him with a vape like that. Um, but it was horrendous, mate. Horrendous. Uh, things like that, you can't, mate. You can't joke about it. It's just some horrible shit went on. Uh, same was then about Big Sam. He... Um, they had to... Um, do a planned removal of a prison in uh, in healthcare, 
They're only little lads, these pigs about my size. Uh, feisty little shit. Um, they got him in, uh, restrained him in his cell. Um, and normally what you do, you get him, you get the head down, walk him out of the cell, and then you normally wait till we get outside the unit, you know, onto the main runway. Uh, runway, road, main route. And then the manager said, right, you're going to comply and we'll, we'll let your head up. You can walk down with your head up. Uh, but for some reason, they did it out the door of the cell. And they let, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll comply. And he's, they let him stand up and he fucking kicked Sam. Right in the bollocks, mate. Right in the fucking bollocks. Uh, it kicked him that hard. It, it actually chipped his, a thing in his lower back, in his spine. He has to go to hospital and everything. Uh, that's because they'd let him stand up too early. Um, feisty little fucker he was. Uh, he got shipped out, and, but a few years later he come back. But uh, then the Sam thing had happened, so Sam wasn't there anymore. Um, yeah, loads of stuff like that. Um, I had... Um, when we started the keywork sessions, um, one of my lads who I keywork for was it? He was on our spot one, Jordy lad, um, come been shipped out of Durham for assaulting staff and kicking off all the time and all shit like that. And I was his keyworker, uh, so I always tried to start off on a good foot with keyworkers. So I'd actually go and introduce myself. Always in the back of my head that it could be dangerous. Obviously, it's a cat big, which seems to be forgotten these days. Uh, and I went to see him, and we was chatting. And actually, he was. We got on all right. He was talking to me, uh, giving me all his issues, and and started going on about why. The, I mean, I went. I don't know if we've done before about maladaptive behaviour, but a lot of the stuff he did in Durham, where he got shipped out, was fucking just, just stuff like that. Um, and and old-fashioned screws saying, fucking put an app in or, yeah, yeah, we'll do it, but not doing it. And he just used to whine. And this is why I never did it, because the consequences could be on other people. Uh, because I'll give you an instance. When I, I, don't, I remember when I mentioned in the last one called Butler. He was a big fucking growler. Um, used to call him, yeah. You know, off that film, uh, the big fucker just used to go, yeah, and just get... But it's like that, and, and the night staff had wound his fucking prison up somewhat horrible by being dickheads and that. Colin opened the door, didn't have no nothing to do with it, and this prison just launched at him and smacked him right in the mouth um, and started assaulting him because someone else had pissed him off. So I couldn't, I couldn't have that on my conscience, so I always confronted the people... Either before I went home, so they're not going to check out on anyone but me. And it's just it's the, the manly thing to do, or the proper thing to do, sorry, I'll be a bit sexist there, won't I? The proper thing to do is let them know. You know, like I said, if I ever said I'd get something for someone, I always said I'll try my best, mate. And I always, 99 times out of 100, went back and said, listen, I couldn't get it, but I'll try tomorrow or whatever. Um, but, yeah, so... It does me head in sometimes, and now I've lost my trace. Yeah, the Georgia lad. So, uh, 
We got an all right, and I was giving him my writing it up, and I, was, I used to always show him what I wrote because a lot of the, because a lot of lads have been promised stuff, didn't get it, and the, the probation it got then they kicked off. It went to probation, so I used to always show him. Listen, this is what I'm writing. I'm not lying about you. Or if it was somewhat bad, I'd say, listen, I've had to put that in because you told me. Do you know what I mean? And he was always and he said, right, and he said, right, see you next Tuesday. Uh, that's not an acronym either. That's what he <laughs> So, he said, what time about? And I said, about this time, but I can't, you know, guarantee it dead on. because. And every time I go on, he'd always make me a brew and we'd sit down. And so he was all right. And I thought, oh, good. A few months later, so I go on the wing and said, where's such and such a brother? Oh, he's in seg. Oh, fuck, I'm like, what's he done? He'd only, my mate Gadge, who worked in industries, he only fucking broke Gadge's jaw, hadn't he? Smashed him. It's like, fucking hell. Uh, what I'm trying to say is how it changes. So Gadge gets his jaw broke, and I'm putting good things about this lad on his fucking key work. So it's, it's like, but I think, I don't know, I don't know if this was planned or it was just a spur of the moment thing or he old money. But uh, this is what happened, you see, some prisoners hold money out and they get told to do stuff and they'll do it just to get out of debt. Uh, I don't know to this day what happened. Gad said it was just out of the blue, there was no uh, reason for it. Gad was just be doing them, just probably telling them to get some work done or something and he just went looping. But this is what I mean, it doesn't matter how good they are, you can still, like, have your off. It only takes a second, and this is why um, I won't to talk about TC a lot because it, it's quite confidential. But this is what I find the trouble when I was on TC. They were they seemed to forget that some dangerous people there, and they, you know, drop the lock on little thing, dropping the lock when you go in the cell. Little things, it's just it's just keep yourself safe, um, and I just couldn't deal with it. And I, Cause the right Ferrari about it because they're saying it. Oh, it's therapy. We got. Well, I don't give a shit. Because like I'm saying with that Jordan lad, good as gold for months. You only need to get a bad letter or a bad phone call from home and he loses shit. And what they're gonna do? First person they're gonna attack is someone in a white shirt or someone in authority because we're stopping them. You know, it's not like us. We had an argument with your bitch. You just go home that night and sort it out. Or go home and get pissed, which men do a lot. Where in prison, you sat scoping over it all day. And then this is what I mean about a bit of common sense sometimes. It's uh, well needed. Uh, yeah, well, I could tell you, well, people who've been assaulted. For, and it's just staff being assaulted like that one where that bloke can spark that female officer out and, well... Um, and then where some of the the uh, my the female colleagues would have probably knocked him back out again, but then nowadays they'd get in trouble for it in back. It's, no, no, you got to do it by the book. Well, what? You get taught personal protection when you start, but that's very like very defensive stuff, like backing away and. Uh, but. You know, the instructor says to us when we did it, um, right, that's what it says in the book, but what I'm telling you is, fucking run them over to make yourself safe. 
If you've got to fucking kick him in the balls and get him out of your way, that's what you do. Fuck the book. And it's true, isn't it? you got to... You do it in the street. If a, someone comes up to you start a sacking, you fight back, you walk back off going... Fucking idiot. But, yeah, so... That's where, again, the prison service changed where, yeah, we learnt it by the book. I mean, it's like CNR, Control and Restraint. You learn everything by the book, like everything. Putting them on the floor, putting them in the goose net, blah, I can mention the names because if you don't know how to do it, you're fucked. Um, where, in reality, it's straight in, bang, on the floor, hand behind the back, cuffed. Yeah, very rarely. I mean, it's just sometimes you have to go through the, the old repertoire. Um, but most times it's just straight in and twist them up. Control them, CNR them, or restrain them. Control control them, then restrain them. Uh, and paying for compliance only. <coughs> uh, but yeah, it, but now, if you don't do it by the book, you end up in front of the governor. Uh, disciplined and all kinds of shit and at the end of the day he's attacking you you're protecting yourself um they use spear now which is um, an offensive defense if you like so uh let's see how that i hope that works it's quite good mate quite eye-opening when you learn it it's terrific um when i did it they paired me up with this uh, mental health nurse and she fucking levered me down that dojo proper and she's like, you're only doing this because a woman. I said, I, pray, I swear to God, I'm not. I said, you, she's thrown me all over the place when I was in agony when I left. Uh, and then another, another, my second time when I did it, I had Andy Dalzell fucking knocked my teeth out. Um, not on purpose, but but saying that, my teeth were a bit fragile. So, um, But yeah, so it's quite a rough thing, mate, uh, this spear. And I, I would dread it being done on me, but... Uh, it's same with the um, parvo spray, for fuck's sake. Um, we got training parvo. We actually got it in the end. Um, never used it. Uh, but what you're supposed to do is stand there, warn them you've got it, then spray it at them. But me being me, and, and all the years I've done CNR and, and restraints and shit like that, I was actually... Spraying it, but walking towards them. And they're like, Mark, don't fucking walk towards them. I'm like, why? Because you'll get it back in your face. I'm like, well, I've got glasses on, I'm all right. Like, fucking stand still. And uh, I was like, oh, God, yeah. It was like when I got, I told you, I think, about the baton training when I got banned for two weeks because I just got, I seen Red on the instructor. I was knocking fuck. He had the, the uh, Mitchell in Man suit on, so I was fucking, like, I wouldn't stop. Because he threw a chair at me. Uh, so I got banned for two weeks. I thought I was going to get uh, banned with Parva, but I didn't. But uh, I never used it. Like, I never used my baton ball. So, oh, apart from the two times I mentioned. Um, and I don't think I needed it, to be honest. Excuse me. Uh, and it was Chloe's fault I got out the first time. Only kidding, Chloe, if you ever listen to it. Um, bit scared of Chloe. Um, so... Yeah, it was fucking mad. Uh, mad times all the time. There was something happening. There was always something happening. And uh, a lot of the time, it, we, the banter we had with prisoners, you know, if you got if prisoners got on with you, you could have a right good banter with them. And it, I'll tell you, I don't know if I mentioned it before, it, it was when I was on TC, actually. 
Uh, that's nothing to do with it, really. I'm just saying I was on TC at the time. Uh, obviously, I'm the age. You used to get a bit of ripping about me age, you know. I used to give it back. Uh, and one lad's like, oh, I bet you have to use Viagra on your fucking missus, don't you, mate, because you're that old. And straight off the top of my head, I don't know where it come from, I just said, oh, I don't know, mate, your mum seemed all right about it last night. And I'm like, Shh. as soon as I said it, I'm like, oh, fuck. And he just laughed his fucking head and said, God, Matt, what you like? And he just walked off and like, phew, because that could have caused it. But that's because we got on. And you do know, I used to know what prisoners I could have a laugh with like him. And some prisoners I'd go on the wing and go, all right, dickhead, what's going on? To the prisoners... Because I knew him and I knew they wouldn't take offence. And other prisoners, I, I wouldn't do it because I knew they'd take offence. I mean, I learnt it when I first started. It was, uh, we had a bit of a row and a bit of a ding-dong on one at Wings. Uh, and we went on and there was some lads were stood around this fucking cell. So, me being a friendly guy, I goes up to this uh, big, big prisoner and I put my hand on his arm and says, come on, mate. And he went, fucking don't touch me ever, not your fucking... Nearly kicking off, and the uh, and Ryan said to me, Like, said, Mark, don't touch him for fuck's sake. And I thought and that played on my mind a lot. Um, but then when I got to know people, I knew who I could, like, say, All right, mate, how you doing? Tap them up back and shit like that. And I managed to do it a lot later on in my life, but I actually nearly learnt the hard way that day not to fucking lay your hand on a prisoner. Um, because you, you can accuse you of all kinds of shit. Um, and I should have known that when I worked with young people in care because we weren't allowed to actually do that either. Uh, not allowed to hug them or nothing in care. Uh, and I think I mentioned before when Jim Pulich spread rumours down that I hugged him a first time in jail once when I just put my hand on his arm, on his shoulder, patted his shoulder. But yeah, so uh, not that I'd ever hug a prisoner. Um, we actually caught out a female officer once through that. She came, brought a prisoner down to reception. He was being shipped out. Uh, now, sometimes you'd shake their hand, some prisoners. You'd know for a while, you go, oh, good luck, mate, shake their hand. There's nothing untoward in that. Fucking hell, they come down and they were, like, giggling with each other and kind of shit like that. And then she gave, oh, my God, she gave him the biggest fucking hug. I, I don't think I ever gave my ex-missus a look like that when we were married. I was like, fuck, that's a bit strange. So, somebody, like, sort of mentioned it to security. About two weeks later, she got walked off for fucking shagging prisoners on the wing. So, some of them don't know how to hide it properly. Um, and I always say, a lot of time we don't grass each other up, but certain things, like, corrupt officers or people shagging prisoners, fucking no defence, mate. You're not fucking having none of it. Um, and, you know, it's caught some good, actually good officers out um, by one stupid thing they do and, well, it ends up getting, like I said, one of them, uh, we're locking a wing up and went to the cell and the female officer is lying on the bed with the prisoner and they're giggling and tickling each other. And I think, oh, I don't want to tickle each other. Yeah, you're a prison officer and you're getting tickled by a prisoner. Fucking it's not on. A few weeks later he come out, she's been shagging him for weeks. You know, and he's doing it openly like, fucking hell, you, 
I'm not condoning it, but fucking hell, come on. I mean, what had she brought in for him? What had been going on there? How many of my colleagues might get injured because of shit she's brought in? And like I've said earlier, most of these things, the prisoners grassy officers up in the end because that's what they do. And again, I'm going to mention it, and I'll mention it hundreds of times. Someone tries to corrupt you, this is to people who've started in the service, people try and corrupt you, report it, don't hide it, don't think, oh, I'm going to get in trouble. If you report it, that someone's trying to make corruption, make you corrupt, go and tell security, they'll, and then they'll act on it, and you're in the clear then because you've told them. So they might be watching you to see if they come to you, but they're watching you because you've come up, you're up front with them and you've told them, or tell your manager, or tell your colleague, or tell some idiots like me and people I knew will go in and cave the fucker in. And I can say that now because I don't work anymore. You know, now, corrupt, corrupt officers, fucking scum of the earth. And again, all these fucking on podcasts now, oh, I'm a changed man. Don't matter, mate, you did what you did. The damage was done when you did it. You can change all you like now, but at that moment, you put all your colleagues in danger. So uh, you can kiss my ass. Um, yeah, I've changed now. Yeah, but you still, oh, fuck off. Can't be doing with them. Um, so no, no, can't do with corrupt officers. Can't, I can do with dickhead officers. I can do with people who can't do the job properly. Um, can tell them. I can have a. You can have a chat with them. Uh, people have had a chat with me about me swearing and stuff. And I've tried, but um, yeah. Um, oh God, stuff that's gone on, man. It's. It, People in Sibby Street, you you don't understand, you don't see what officers see. Um, and then you all you hear is the bad things of prison officers. Yeah, but would you be able to cope with it? Would you be able to cope with fucking people spitting on you, throwing shit at you, walking through the cell with blood everywhere, and fucking, or saving someone's life, and ten minutes later, the next day, you're getting abuse off them? Um, couldn't do it. We've got to be, we've got to have a tough outer shell, but a lot of us have not got a soft inner shell. And a lot of us, it gets to us in the end, however tough you are. Um, mental health for officers is getting recognised more now. But from what I've heard lately, you wouldn't give a shit anymore about mental health. All they're bothered about is the figures. They've got staff off of mental health. It looks bad on their fucking paperwork, doesn't it? So they're not fucking dealing with it properly. And don't get me wrong, when I had my issues, the prison was fucking fantastic with me. They helped me out. My colleagues helped me out. Management helped me out. I said the, uh, the deputy governor used to come and drag me upstairs for me, uh, for me counselling. I couldn't get away with it. Um, he'd come and get me. And not just me, a lot of people. And then now, from what I hear, if you're off work too long with a mental health issue, they fucking discipline you or demote you. What the fuck? Um, you need to learn some lessons in humanity. Um, but I, I'm not going off on one about that. So, yeah, so then I'm, I told you I was an house fee for a long time and I can keep going back to stories off that wing house because it was I was on there quite a long time. So I'll mention it again in case no one knows. I went to Turks and Caicos for six weeks. Came back and I'd been moved to reception. 
Uh, um, oh, you know, like, stories we've got from there. Um, I've been on an escort uh, with the prisoner. Um, so when we got back with him, I didn't have my keys or nothing on because obviously you can't go out of prison with your, with your keys. So we come in the um, we come in the uh, reception and we, we uncuff the prisoner and uh, and all of a sudden we heard his shouting from the back of reception where, at the back is where we used to do the searches. Um, fucking hell! I see Victor too, the manager. Like just jumping over the counter, running into this because well, this prison that assaulted a member of staff. Uh, he had a bit of scuffle, and I tried to run in as well. And they're like, "No, you can stay there because I ain't got nothing on me. I've got no nothing." Um, uh, but there was enough prison staff in there anyway. I went in. Oh fucking hell! This lad come out. Uh, wow. The officer had blood running out of his nose. He pushed him in mouth, but the prison was fucking screaming. He was in that. He'd got a well going over. Um, but, you know, that's what you do. That's what we used to be able to do. Not, no, sorry, it's not what we used to be able to do. It's just what happened. If you assault a member of staff, mate, you're getting it. There's no, no issues about it. Um, but, yeah, it was there. Uh, yeah, I was in reception then for, oh, God, two years. I think it was two years the first time. Um, and we didn't have a lot of the technology we had in them days. Uh, that they've got now like that in them days so i've mentioned before we had to do like proper slip searches like squat and all that shit um but yeah we used to fucking just used to have some right trouble in there a lot of the times people coming in we used to have some come in the first time and they must have got in their head if they, they had the big man in reception they get respect but we weren't going to have that we'll show you who's the big man mate this is how prison is it's not uh, a lot of the times, though, it was people, as I've mentioned earlier, people coming from other jails, and they must have thought, hey, I'll go to a private jail, because some of the private jails, I believe me, are shit. Um, and it's not, I don't think it's even the staff's fault, it's the way, just the way they run. Um, it, so it's like when I, when I worked in care, um, you have minimum care standards, yeah, but as a private company, we had to be higher than maximum standards because we was under more scrutiny. So this is what private prisons were like. But the governors we used to have, it was like, we'll go above and beyond, but we'll go above and beyond everything. We're not putting up with no shit and we're going to keep a disciplined jail. So, yeah, that's how it was. I mean, little things prisons used to get extra because when I first started... Um, at the prison we had, at Dubgate, we used to have Sky for the, for the prisoners. So they had Sky TV in the cells, um, which you didn't get in HMPs. And this went on, for which was good for us, because I was in comms at the time, so I could sit there. When I was on Saturday and Sunday, I'd be watching Sky, Sky Sport, watching the football. Uh, and you, to be honest, mate, it, it actually calmed the wings down a lot having Sky, because a lot of the lads would go and watch the football. Um, <laughs> and if you was on shift on nights, you knew who scored because the fucking cells would start banging and shit like that, or the opposing team would be like, fuck off, and all that. Uh, but 
yeah, that um, the justice ministry of justice stopped that and took all the sky off them. Uh, quite rightly, to be fair, but you know, mind you, some of them used to blag at me and did did have the white little wire aerials up, and he used to uh, get free view. Uh, you know the old days with the uh, free view porn where these women sit there shaking their tits and stuff. Not like Pornhub. I don't know what Pornhub is really, I've, I've just heard it. <laughs> but yeah, and some officers used to go down you know, on the next side and pulling out wires out and that, fuck's sake. Bit of common sense, fucking hell. The only time I ever pulled the wires down was when I worked on the uh, sex offenders wing. Not having them fucking watching you dirty bath. Anyway, um, so yeah, it, it's common, a common sense thing again. And it didn't matter how many times you ripped them down, they were fucking back up the next day anyway, so it was a bit pointless. Um, some people might curse me off for saying that, but it is what it is, isn't it? Um, sorry, cops, you don't like that, do you? Uh, yeah, you have to... There's a lot of... That's your jailcraft. Your jailcraft comes in then, and it's like... Like I did with the exercise yard, just use a bit of common sense, and the next day, they fucking said they could do it anyway, so... Oof, I got away with that then. Um, talking about prisons with mental health issues, it, it's a fucking nightmare, mate. Uh, and a lot of them should not be in jail. They should not be dumped in jail. But I know I'm banging the drum of a lot of other people here because it's... It, well-known fact um, but it's I, I'm saying before how things can change in an instant there was one I was on um, who was he on late I was on weights with I can't remember I was on weights anyway and this lad it proper had like a mental health breakdown but it was against he, he had it in his head that Big Tom Big Tom Shillam and Joanna Sorry, not Joanna, Joanne, we're going to kill him. So I'm like, what's wrong with you, man? So I was talking to him, trying to calm him down. Uh, and he was all right, he was talking to me and he was going on, he kept saying these things about, and it was annoying me, not with Tom, because Tom can sort things out. And I'm not saying Joanne couldn't have sorted things out herself, but it's just, he's a female and I'm old-fashioned, so I'm like, yeah, fucking stop talking. Uh, stop talking about her like that, you know, you're out of order. And then he just turned out, I swear to God, he had the most evil fucking look on his face I have ever fucking seen in my life. Proper, proper evil face. And he turned out and looked at me and he went, you're fucking in with it as well, aren't you? I'm like, what are you fucking talking about, you idiot? And he just fucking, next thing, he pulls his blade out and pen, sorry, his pen and tries to stab him with his pen. So... Probably nowadays I'd get done for it, so I just fucking punched him right in the face, knocked him over. Uh, and my colleague come on, fucking hell, Kez, Kez it was, he came running on because I'm like, fucking you bastard, punched him in the face. Um, he started fucking stabbing me. Um, and Kez come in, I said, get this fucker out of his cell. And he got him out of the stabbed him out of the cell, and I was just packing his stuff. And I fucking threw his stuff on him, he didn't have much. Put it on the floor and said, get his cunt off my wing now. Uh, bit ideas of one station, obviously, it weren't my wing. Um, and he's like, well, where am I going to put him, Mark? And I'm like, fuck sake. So I had to get on the radio then and tell us to go on, what happened. So we got put down said. But 
that's how it changes within seconds. He's at me with a fucking... And I was trying to calm him down. I was chatting to him. Um, and that's how it can change in jail. You've got to be constantly on your mark. I mean, a lot of the... I used to... When I said earlier, I used to mentor prisoners or... Not prison staff. Or even new staff I work with, I used to always tell him this. Just never trust them. Because one minute, they can be your best mate and within seconds will change. And a lot of them are quite clever quite manipulative and I used to tell them, I mean, I'm, fortunately, a lot of the people I used to have a mentor or work with still carry that forward now. And sometimes, some of them were worse than me on it, they was like, and I, so one of them said, why are you like that? So you, you told me to be like that. I'm like, oh, I can't argue with that. Uh, but yeah, so, and I'm not saying that I taught them that. It's just that they listened, like I listened to the people that always listen to, like that manager told me, listen to the experienced staff because they know the wing and the prisons better than anyone. And that's what I always pass on. Pa oh, sorry, passed on. Um, yeah, so I was in reception and we had all cars coming in. And in them days, like I said, we didn't have the, the big ex the big machine to scan them and stuff like that. So a lot of them were bringing stuff in the uh, prison pocket, um, in the mouths, everything. So we didn't get a lot of it, but we never got all of it. We'll never know. Never, never, never. never not naive enough to admit that we got everything, I'm telling you. But we, I think we used to do a good job because we, we did everybody. Nobody got away with being searched when they come in. Even people who'd only been to court, and you come back here and we, we'd search him properly. Um, and then some of them would kick off just because he was doing a strip search. But then your prison craft comes in and says, well, why are you kicking off, mate? To me, that means you've got something to hide. Uh, and most times they kick off and they moan about it and, yeah, we found something. Some of them come in, mate, used to fall out their ass like snow. Fucking idiots, man. Um yeah, and it was worse when the tobacco ban come in, saying that, well, I light a fag up. Um, yeah, it was... But it back it, back then, it, it, it people... It, it was just a nightmare, mate. People would come in. In them days, it, they, like I've said earlier, the GOA drivers... Well, not the drivers. The GOA rule is they don't take a prisoner now who has been twisted up and put on the bus. But then they turn up with prisoners from court who were fucking kicking off, threatening staff, pissing all over them and all kinds of shit. And the, the times we had we to go on and rag someone off the fucking bus, um, you wouldn't believe. Um, which then set us off on a good start because he was down reception for a good hour and a half. And, and you can't just seg him. You've got to give him a chance to calm down. Um, he used to put me in a cell. We used to have like single cells down there. Well, they're not called cells in the holding rooms, they're called in reception. But we used to have single ones. So if anyone was kicking off on the bus, he used to go in, in these single rooms. So um, a lot of them just sit there because a lot of the old prisoners who've been in and out of prison, even though they're kicking off, they know you're in this room on your own now, mate. It's only going to go one way if you carry on. Um, and a lot of them will just calm down then and just, like, chill out. 
And we still go in and say, you want a cup of tea, you want some water? And a lot of us say, yeah, but I don't want you to fucking make it, you'll probably spit in it. Uh, so we used to get the ugly to make it. Uh, nah, nah, no. Uh, so yeah, and we used to, I used to walk around with the ugly with his tea in his hand and he'd give it him, but um, it wasn't always spit free. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, but some of them would still kick off in there. Um, and one day there was, I was on shift, it was me and this other little small officer. He was built like a brick shit house really, but he's only small. He used to play rugby league, so we don't fuck with him. Um, and this prisoner was giving fucking proper causing trouble. So um, this other officer, I'm not mentioning no names because he still works there. He says, come on, Mark. So I'm like, okay. So I just followed him. I didn't, know, I didn't even know what he was doing. And he, he opened his door. And before I could even step through the door, he was on this fucking lad and then levered him, uh, proper levered him, and then we just walked away, shut the door. Um, and surprisingly, the lad never said a word after that. Uh, even when he come through to desk, he was like, he was, like, he was being seen by the Queen, kept like nearly bowing and shit, not fucking having it, mate, shut your mouth. Uh, don't care what you've heard about other prisons, mate, but in here, we're in fucking charge. But we've had some, yeah, they'll kick off with as soon as you get through the door. I mean, well, I, used to, I used to always, when I was a shift, he used to always stand at the door. Because we used to have to ask him three questions. Are you glad to be here? Is it your first time in jail? Blah, blah, blah. And some of them, they just fucking ignored. So, and I used to hate that. I say, yeah, mate, I'm talking to you. And he'd pull them back, uh, and he'd be like this, I'm saying, right mate, I've asked you, for, asked you the question, you know, whoa, whoa. And he used to answer me in the end, but others, I'd be like, fucking, you, you fucking manners, mate. Um, and then they'd have, it, they'd have it in for you then, and it's fucking like, you know, piss off. So, uh, yeah, we, I think we did a lot of C&Rs in reception, but not because we're C&R mad, but we had to, because they were coming off the bus like some right attitude. Uh, one of them had groped one of the females, you know, Amy's staff, and he was getting off, so um, we had to have a chat with him for a little bit. Um, it, it's just fucking horrible creatures coming up. Others, right, others, they walk off the bus, good as gold. It, said, they're like, well, we've done the crime, we got caught, we're doing the time, it's not. Um, and they were good as gold, and these lads were doing like, some lads coming in doing 15, 20 years and they're like, good as gold, they've been in prison before, they know the score. It's no good taking it out on us because we won't take it. You take, try and take it out on us, mate, you're not going anywhere. Um, and then obviously we had the ones who had stuff up their asses and even then we give them a chance, say, listen mate, go in the toilet, get it out, leave it on the floor, put it in this bag, we used to give them the bag, uh, and that's it, we're done. And some of them were like, nah, I've got nothing up the arse. And right, well, go on the toilet and try to shit it out. And he'd go in and, no. Nope. So we had to, they had to go to seg. But then they'd kick off there. Well, fucking go to seg. Well, yeah, you are. And it didn't matter that you kick off all you want, mate, you go to seg. And that, you know, they went, we had to see an arm. We had to see an arm, but they went to seg. Um, 
and then they had to do ship patrolling, didn't they? Uh, we had one that went a good few, three, four, five days out of the ship, but, uh, but he did in the end, so. We had one woman going off peace as usual. She uh, was on a night wing and she rang, she rang up, um, and she's like, well, I'm a bit worried about my husband. She's like, yeah, what's up? Uh, he's had a phone up his ass for the last two months, but he's pushed it so far up his ass he can't get it out again, and I think the battery's leaking. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, so uh, the battery was leaking inside him, so we had to, he got rushed to hospital, we had to have an operation. Um, nowadays, he, he wouldn't happen because we've got the scanner now, it shows everything that's inside you. But uh, a bad time come when they had these little plastic phones come out because obviously the boss chairs and all that only fucking bleak with metal. So uh, these plastic phones fucking started causing an issue when they first come in. Um, so yeah, they could. Uh, some of them were quite apt at clenching the cheek, clenching inside so the phone, this little fucking phone didn't drop out. Um, but then we, when we were on nights, you used to have to go around, you used to sneak around with a scanner, and it used to bleep when there was a phone in there, so. Um, then you'd let us go on, though, and we'd go straight in that night and take the phone off him. Uh, that doesn't happen these days, you have to wait till the next day. So, uh, try to find it then, yeah. Good hiding places, some of them. Same with the, the cannabis and stuff like that. You go on the wing, some of the wings used to go on that, even during the day, in my, later on in my uh, career. You could smell the cannabis steaming out of the fucking door. Um, and you open the flap, and if they didn't have it in their hand, even though you knew they smoked it, even though it was coming out of the cell, if you didn't catch them with it in their hand, you, you couldn't do fuck off. Um, and, yeah, so, and they weren't daft, they were smoking it in a toilet and stuff like that, like on my wing. Um, so, oh, mate, it was horrendous, and it still baffles me to this day, and I apologise to any dog handlers, I'm not having a go at you. Um, why they don't have a late staff drug, drug dog on, on shift? Because they fucking clean the wings up somewhat quick then, because the dogs will sniff it out. Uh, even if they're not smoking it, the dogs will sniff it out to sell out, and you could go in and get it. Um, but they don't. And the prisoners, nine. It's like I used to say on my wing. It's, if I caught someone smoking cannabis during the day, where I could go in the cell without pissing about with keys, I'd say. Why would you do that during the day when everyone can smell where it's coming from, you fucking tosser? And we used to have them out. Uh, but a lot of the prisoners knew at 8 o'clock the night staff come on. And once the night staff would check the cells, it's why prisoners didn't like having prisoners on the wing on, on acts because it meant we was coming on every, like, 10, 15 minutes. Where a lot of those wings where they didn't have acts, acts so long, and there was lazy officers on who didn't go and check the wing. I, when I first started, we used to have a thing called pegging. And I know that means something different these days, but it was called pegging. 
uh, and we used to have these little discs on us and we used to, every half an hour you used to have to go to end at wing and peg on these little silver discs at the end at wing so and if you didn't you got a right fucking tatering in the morning so you have to we had to go on the wing like every it didn't have to be half an hour but we could go so we was always going on the wing that stopped for some reason he stopped doing it i don't know why he just stopped doing it maybe because he was short-staffed and there was that many acts on the wings and stuff uh, but they stopped they brought it back a bit i think now but it was proper security then uh we used to what used to if you ever did nights on another way out but yeah i couldn't believe I used to be dead happy walking out ways because I think there was that much cannabis going on. I was getting it in me, fucking mad. Um, but to be fair, mate, back in the old days, the old days, a little bit of cannabis was uh, tolerated because it kept the prisoners calm. So, but then it got fucking ridiculous. It was like, like anything, he took the piss then. Uh, but oh god, it was coming in left, right, centre. And I don't know how it was coming in because, well, I do know. Obviously, the usual route visits and stuff like that, but it's bent offices, mate, bringing it in all the time. Bent offices, you fuck the job up something bad. I hope you're happy. Uh, hang on, though, you might have changed now, but you don't fucking take it back, you horrible bastard. Uh, bum, 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 stop it. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, started off talking about nights, didn't I? But we went off trail. So nights to me was boring and as it happened then I got, when I went in reception, didn't do nights. Uh, then I went to TC where we didn't do nights. Then I went on Housefuck 2 where they did do nights. But uh, the the uh, governor of the Housefuck used to make me, <laughs> make me, he used to, well yeah, didn't realise it, I was doing me a favour I suppose. He used to make me come off nights because he wanted me on the Housefuck probably because I was doing all the dirty work for them. Uh, so I didn't do nights and I was for two either. Uh, then I went back to reception and didn't do nights, so I didn't do nights. And they used to ring me up, oh, Matt, you do nights for us? I'm like, no, mate, I'll, I'll fucking, I'll do an extra day, I'll do, but I know, I, I just hated them. It's just, uh, I don't know. I've always, I mean, I worked as a night. <coughs> oh, excuse me. I worked as a night manager for six years, but it didn't bother me, but no, there's just nothing happening. And, uh, I suppose you should be glad nothing's happening at night, but I just couldn't deal with it. Um, I just couldn't, no, I just couldn't. And I can't, I never slept on nights, I used to talk shit like this all the time. Uh, so the other people who worked with couldn't sleep, so they didn't get in trouble, so you can thank me for that. Uh, we have had staff who, oh God, there was, you know, I said we have acts, act where we check on people who are suicidal or are self-harming or got mental health issues. That's for people who don't know what an act is. And you have to check them. So some of us still religiously check people because we didn't want a death in custody. So we check them. Now, I've worked with people. Uh, I've gone on the wing and I've picked the acts up and they filled them in already. Now, there's an old saying what you put on an act, appears asleep. And he'd filled it in every hour, all night, or every 20 minutes, and they'd done it already. So there's no intention of fucking checking, had they? And what does, how do we appears asleep? What does that fucking tell us? 
So, uh, yeah, that happened. And that's why uh, I think maybe some of us who did our job properly never had a death in custody when it was on nights. Um, and one person, they were uh, dead suspicious of. And so they had the cameras on this, this wing all night and this young lady did not go on all night until the last check before you hand over to days. Uh, so she got sacked. Um, but this is what's happening, you see. People don't do the job properly. They can't, they're getting paid to do a fucking job, do it. You're on nights, yeah? It's a long night. It's, it's 12 hours. But when you look at it, our day shift is 11 hours. So what's the difference? And then you're getting a week off. Yes, it's boring, but it's even more boring if you don't do your job properly. Um, so, yeah, and I'm not being holier than thou. I just didn't sleep. Um, I might have dozed. I'm not going to lie. I might have dozed sometimes, but uh, especially if you're on with someone boring who just sits there all night fucking reading. Uh, maybe that's the way to deal with me because I talk shit all night. But anyway... Uh, and then that causes a lot of grief for the day staff then it's like just do your fucking job mate because sometimes I mean I mentioned before where the night staff had gone home and this brand new officer had gone on didn't realise this bloke had been dead for hours uh, and didn't act on it where if the night staff had done the job properly they'd have noticed he was dead at fucking half past five when he checked him so yeah just you're getting fucking paid to do a job, do it. Um, it's not rocket science, is it? Right. So I'm only stopping waffling now because I've run out of time. So, uh, like I say at the end of every podcast, please stay safe and look after each other and make sure you all go home safely at night even if you've done all the time. Uh, and any other listeners who are not in the prison service, I thank you very much for listening. Uh, I'm sorry about my accent, but it's all I've got. Um, I will wish you a good night, because it's ten to seven in my land. <laughs> um, and adios. Thank you for listening, and goodbye. Oh, I forgot something. Um, James Holmes get that uh, day sorted out mate where we can do um, a bit of a podcast together because you've got better stories than me and if you call me son again I'll put you on your ass. you get me laters bye